In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. The Gospel of today's Mass is one of the rare instances, to my knowledge, in which a third-class feast has its own specific Gospel. The Gospel on the chastity proper to heaven and on total love of God. St. Aloysius, our saint today, who died a Jesuit scholastic, actually the, the name Aloysius is a, it's a Latin name. You know, in Italian his name is Luigi, in Spanish it's Lu, 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 Luis Gonzaga. And so the English rendition would be Louis. But for some reason we've maintained the Latin, just a curiosity. But he, St. Aloysius was exemplary in both of these aspects of this gospel. That's one of the reasons why it was chosen for his feast, probably also because of his prominence in society. He was a great man in the world before he became a religious, even though very young, a great inheritance, which he gave up. St. Thomas Aquinas says that the principal end of marriage is the good of children. Marriage is for bringing men into the world and for rearing them to be perfect men in a life of virtue. In this gospel, Christ teaches that in heaven there is no carnal marriage because the principal end of marriage being the begetting and the rearing of the children, the perfection of the children, no, is no longer necessary, nor is the secondary uh, end of marriage necessary, the support of the spouses in getting to heaven. Because in heaven they live, as the Lord says, they live with angelic purity. St. Saint, Saint Aloysius understood that superior call to live like the angels on the earth. And he lived in exemplary, perfect virginity, dodging some early attacks to his innocence in the regal palaces of his youth. He's a saint who knew himself very well in this area. John Hardin, another Jesuit, great Jesuit of our time, he said that every man must know himself regarding the virtue of chastity and know what to avoid. Saint Aloysius was, knew that. He knew himself and he knew how to avoid the people and circumstances that he knew would make him offend our Lord and Our Lady. This young Jesuit student, seminarian, gave himself totally to the love of God and of neighbor. He rejected worldly wealth and power for the love of God. Again, he was among he was in the top rung of the greatest age of Western Christianity. It was the great golden age of, of Spain. It was the age of of St. Francis Borgia and of St. John of the Cross and Teresa of Avila. 
That's just in Spain. And Pedro de Alcantara. And in Italy, he was conversant with St. Charles Borromeo. And St. Robert Bellarmine assisted him as he was dying on his deathbed. It was the time, it was the century of St. Philip Neri in Rome. It was an age of great heroes at very high levels of society. And, and St. Aloysius put that aside. He put, he put aside worldly wealth and power in order to serve God more explicitly, most explicitly. He put himself in a situation in which he could, would feel free to serve God, unambiguous, unambiguously serving God and neighbor, himself dying, giving his life at a young age, caring for the poor, the sick, and the dying. It is most fitting that the church proposes him as a patron of Catholic young men and women and of students, that he may assist, strengthen, increase, and preserve the virginal chastity and quest for holiness of our youth.